0: Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's a week of Friday, November 15th, 2013. This is the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. I decided to come back. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. This week's show is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace, the all in one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a professional website, blog, portfolio, or online store. It's easy to use. Just uh, select a beautiful design template, start a free trial, and get a free domain. And just like that, you're up and running creating your own space online i can attest to its easiness and the beauty of their templates because i do it i i have used their service myself
2: yes. and may i say a word about this you know that i was heavily involved in the leak detection industry for a while john you don't know this <laughs> the but pool leak, leak. leak detection yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like like yeah security, no. well
3: pool leaks in a way are a matter of national security
2: right exactly because where's I mean, all people the people gotta and water say water cool something yeah, right. where's the water go right bingo.
3: This this story is already
4: pretty riveting. I don't know so, how to
2: <laughs> so hold on, Jacob. So let me tell you this. Um, what uh, The guy that I worked with who owns the pool leak detection company just started a brand new website. Guess
1: what he used? Squarespace. Squarespace. Bingo. Uh, free Leastout. trial and then 8 bucks a month. It there includes it a domain name if you sign it for a year, uh, including the price. This is cool. Squarespace just announced some brand new tools for musicians and an amazing new 3D visualizer for shipping. So to sign up, go to squarespace.com. If you decide to purchase, use the offer code RELEVANT11 and get 10% off your first purchase on new accounts, including monthly and annual plans. So squarespace.com, RELEVANT11. Here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Koffeltz. Hey, good to see you. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, the John Acuff of podcasting, Jesse Carey.
3: (laughs) Hello, hello. Very confusing.
1: And the newest cast member of the show, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, John Acuff. Hey,
3: hey. Uh, oh,
2: I see. Hello, hello, and hey, and hey, hey. The
1: rivalry that. ends. That's I get good. it. I
2: was expecting a
4: hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that hello. sounds like shanay <laughs> Which is what we Precisely.
3: expect.
1: Precisely. <laughs> yeah. So, Jesse, we do have something to figure out here, because for months now, you have been crowned the John Acuff of podcasting here on the show. And having John Acuff now on the show has kind of made an inception type quandary for us. Do you yeah, have a solution pretty, in mind? We're pretty
3: deep into the matrix here. Do,
1: you, do What should we do? I'm asking,
2: like, what should we do well, about this? Well, and let me just say the origin of this was John in an interview uh, with someone said some very kind words about Jesse right. Jesse saying that he was so funny and Jesse just
3: wouldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> months. I don't know if you saw me just retweeting it over and over, over again, and over yeah. talking. No, to no. His, what yeah.
4: I said was that I think Jesse's hilarious because it's hard to be funny on a conference call. Like you're constantly <laughs> coming in 30 seconds later going, yeah,
3: Turkeys, turkey legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, what a lot of people don't know, what makes it even harder is I'm on a significant delay right. Right as well.
2: Right. Yeah. You're, you are basically in Australia. Yeah. So you are kind of the John Acuff of conference calls, then I think is a clearer <laughs> sort of representation. Uh, yeah,
3: maybe, maybe my t- title should, and, and John, that should be uh, the, the highest compliment to you because it's like saying I, I am, you know, it's like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, John A. people at the top of their game right now. I, somebody
2: the
4: other yesterday was like, hey, let me get my picture with you. My brother's usually the one that gets to meet famous people, and I thought, you're like, who is he meeting that's less famous than me? Like, she was gonna one up her brother with me, and I was like, that poor guy, like, what level uh, I mean, like what real world, or not even real, like road rules?
1: Yeah, Abe Bogota. Yeah, Abe Bogota. Actually, that would be me. <laughs>
2: <That'd> be <laughs> <you>. <laughs> that would be me. Me, John minus a few is that's me. And I'm, I'm good with that.
3: So <laughs> in the really Pooley community, you're like the Gary Busey of Pooley. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't mean to brag, but in that world, he's a pretty big deal. Yeah. It's I niche. mean, if it, like, so I, know, I know there are people around here that actually puncture their own pool liner, hoping that they maybe get Eddie to show up.
2: Yeah, you start talking about Eddie from Aaron's leak detection, and people are going to listen.
4: <laughs> Is it hard to leave that? I mean, what are you going to find in the filter? Who knows? Well, Does- I,
2: I read your book, and I realized, hey, I got to get out of the pool and into life. So <laughs>
4: lives. So Thank you. So we
1: joined the ministry. <laughs> I did. I,
4: <laughs> I Were you sick of money? Was that the problem with
2: <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, I was just sick of helping people.
4: It
1: was
2: was time to get into it.
1: We have a great show uh, in store for you today. We have an in-studio performance from one of our favorite artists. Audrey Asad is joining us later. Uh, She's awesome. She is awesome. And we also have a game that Jesse has concocted, and I know nothing about
3: this. (laughs) The, The title of the game is called Avoiding Big Ships the game. <laughs>
1: Jesse.
2: And can I just tell you, John, you have no idea what this game is about, right?
4: Uh, I mean, it sounds like it's about ships and the avoidance of them.
2: Right. So the name is
4: in the title. Yeah. <laughs> it's family
5: me.
1: fun night. It,
4: it, which, yeah, I, I, which, by the way, I'm 37 years and oh on right now. I've never played yeah. no. a ship.
1: So that's a game coming up later. Now, some, uh, some of you um, are, are, are wondering, like, hey, the new issue Relevant came out last week. Why haven't y'all talked about it? You've been doing this for eight years. A new issue comes out. The editors kind of give that behind-the-scenes story. Well, last week, we I came back unexpectedly. We introduced John, right. so it got bumped. What happened? It normally would have got bumped to this week. Right. But apparently, this game is so epic... There's a lot that it has superseded the thing that pays our bills. Mm-hmm. So next week on the podcast we will uh, we'll dive into the newest show of Relevant, yeah. which has uh, Mindy Kaling on the cover and mm-hmm. a lot of great content. So yeah, we'll bring Tyler back on for that. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for yeah. that. Um, and, and later on the show today, um, you know, as as uh, a lot of you know, I've been gone on a sabbatical for three months, and um, I came back last week just to introduce John. I had no intention of, of coming back and had so much fun not only doing the show, but being in the office more. Um, I, I decided to come back. And yeah. so uh, I'm here. Like So Chad and I, Chad, Chad kind of said to me, he's like, either you need to come back next week. This <laughs> and one. Just keep the momentum going. Or you need to like go away till like next year. You yeah, know, like yeah. one or the other. There's no in between. Yeah. And right. I was like, well, I don't want to stay away till next year. Right. So <laughs>
3: Chad gave you an ultimatum. Right. 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 Yeah, and he said you have until midnight tonight to decide. The an <laughs> yeah. offer comes off the table. Yeah, so, <laughs> a totally uh, empty threat, but it helped the process. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so a lot of you know, uh, you know why I stepped away. We talked about it when I left, and uh, I probably are wondering what's going on with me. And uh, Eddie and I will talk about that later in the show. So, yeah. um, you know, that's coming up later. We're not trying to avoid it right no yeah we'll, we'll talk about it yeah just yeah. not right now this is the yuck yuck time
2: yeah We're, so we got to say chad we, you did do now that we know that you are back on the ones and twos and are relegated to a word at the beginning and end <laughs> right that's all you I did get. do a very good job keeping I would, us afloat
0: i i would like to say that i was the john oliver of this podcast during cameron's sabbatical it's
3: it's true yeah <laughs> do you like that yeah. he he kept the
0: podcast i from kept it going by a
2: huge ship right you know, it was great right.
0: So I'm going to go back to my nap now. That's
2: (laughs) good. You're just like the guy in
3: flight.
0: Yeah, it's great chatting with you guys.
3: Yeah, it's it's a two-hour block of solitaire for Chad. (laughs) He's really deep into some minesweeper right now. Andy, crush! So, so
1: one thing that like recently, the last couple of weeks of my sabbatical, I kind of felt the wind shifting, and I was going to come back, and I was like, "You go into a sabbatical, you have a certain punch list of things that you think is going to happen, and a couple of trips." Find
4: yourself be number one. Yeah. So,
1: so you know, one of the things I saw John tweeted this week that you know, if you haven't grown a beard on a sabbatical, you weren't really on a sabbatical, right? But I did not grow a beard. It's disappointing. I, I, I looked the same. Ooh. Um, just but a, even a nice crustache would have been a nice thing, maybe. <laughs>
2: It's just something that says I like quit. A John
4: Winter or John Waters, like a little like yeah, <laughs> the <had a> little
3: <laughs> pencil stash. I yeah.
4: think
2: a John. I think a Jonathan Winter also. I don't even know if <laughs> he had a mustache, <laughs> but
5: I heard what he said. It was
4: funny. Um, but one I things, speak from the heart first, and then my mouth catches up. <laughs>
2: right.
1: This is the problem. <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to do was travel, and I didn't. I didn't find myself traveling. It was just you know life got busy, right? Yeah. And so in the last couple of weeks, I was like, I, I'm. I need to travel before I get back to work. And so I went out to Seattle for a few days, and that was a lot so of fun. A snow.
2: Falls. I saw you tweet a picture from there. Yeah. love it. One of my favorite places in the world. Just, it, you lived
1: in yeah, Seattle. Yeah. It was great. Loved it. Uh, that city is amazing. Beautiful. And then last week, like 48 hours in advance, I just like, I feel like going to Nashville. So mm-hmm. me and Cohen went up to Nashville and actually saw John and uh, he and his wife and family invited us over to their house and we hung out. Huh. And, and it was a very traumatic time. Uh, <laughs> traumatic. Did you...
0: It was yeah, it was. Traumatic. It was very, John, it oh, traumatic?
1: Traumatic. Wait a Cameron minute. Cameron is
4: like, hey, you know what would be good for my four-year-old who loves and needs structure? Why don't I put him on a plane in mm-hmm. um, coach? And yeah. we'll just, <laughs> you know, while the time change happens, daylight savings, I'll add on a time zone change. And, I and will- then I'll put him in a hotel and I'll get a babysitter from Craigslist, essentially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> while I go out and eat fancy food in Nashville. And so then, like, on the last day when that kid was, like to kill somebody with his bare little cohen hands it was like come on over to the A cup house <laughs> so cohen cohen like cohen comes in the house and he's there for 40 seconds and he got a plane that his dad got him looked very cheap at a, um very a science cheap. museum <laughs> yeah. and he was like you want to show him the plane and cohen's like yes and so he turns he sprints three steps and leaps Almost, you know how Mario will like headbutt, kind of punch yeah. to get coins. He does, I, I swear to you, he does that move: one leg up in the air, like one knee, and like one hand, like a like, fist. Hooray! Yeah. Like if you googled "excited child" in stock photography sites, this is the pose that would come up. And he did not factor in that we had our storm glass door on, oh, um, no. and he headbutted that door with a ferociousness oh. and ricocheted back three or four feet. <laughs> and, uh, I'm so surprised it didn't shatter. Wow. And he stood up like, what the? What
1: <laughs> the? Case? Then he started to he
6: cry for sixty two minutes. Aww. Yeah, and that was
1: the that was the traumatic part. And and John and Jenny were so sweet. They were like, here's popsicles, and we're gonna like do jumping jacks and just <laughs> trying to just distract them. Jenny
4: was like getting on scooters, and like she was like, want to see a, a suburban lady use a pogo stick? Yeah. Like it was like that. seriously. Well,
3: well, let me let me ask this because I think all the listeners are, are are wondering. John, did you ever get that demo of the airplane from the space museum? <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't care. And oh, how cool was, was it? Please describe in detail.
4: <laughs> well, it, I was able to do a good loop. I'm yeah. Collins was. Eh, eh, I've seen better. But I, yeah. he, he was so mad that like you'd be like, you want to pop me? Be like, no, they're
5: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, they're dumb. You so bad <laughs> now, I,
3: I, let, let me let me let me say this and I do feel bad for Cohen like that's that's you know no that's hey, a, that no one likes hitting their head but I have I spent a lot of time watching videos on YouTube of people walking into the glass doors <laughs> mm-hmm. and when it's not a child it's very very, it's very <laughs> funny right or particularly if they have like a cup of coffee in their hand or something yeah. you know just explodes all the glass. Yeah, no. It no, was, was very. I tried to encourage
4: Cohen and say that would have been awesome on America's Funniest Home Videos, but he hates Tom Bergeron apparently. Yeah, he does.
1: He's, he has no tolerance. <laughs> He's
3: too young for Saget and really hates Tom Bergeron. <laughs> so. Do
1: you remember Tom Bergeron
2: used to be on a super weird morning show that had like puppets and stuff? What? It was like a Today Show news I think thing.
4: You filmed that in your head? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it was like a Today Show kind They're of morning a weird show. Weird Eddie
3: Fever dream. But they would have like. <laughs> yeah, was there
2: a bunny? No, there were puppets that would pop up. I'm gonna look this. <laughs> Up. you guys keep talking I'm gonna- <laughs> we're all
3: the guests related to the pool leak detection business <laughs> and all they did- I got bad news for you man I don't think this actually happened
2: the puppets would just pop up and give me a compliment every few minutes and I would just feel great
3: and keep on going Yeah, they would just give you words of affirmation well done they Eddie. would give you gifts of physical tugs
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm,
1: I'm tempted here uh, we need to move the show along but I'm tempted here there's uh there's we got like three packages from listeners yeah Hold on. Should we do that a, feedback feedback? a, feedback? Yeah, what do we a few feedback? weeks ago
0: we threw that out we just just said hey what the, you know what's the deal we used to get packages in the mail uh we haven't got
1: anything in a while and so we just kind of set that out three packages came in this week yeah it's very tempting i'm seeing the things here so um well we'll get to it yeah we'll get to it but at first uh, entertainment releases music coming out on tuesday november 19th we have only a couple of options uh a perfect circle is coming out with 360 no they yeah. didn't name their album that yeah they did a perfect circle Come 360 on and uh, Ice Age with You're Nothing is this uh, the soundtrack to the animated film yeah. Ice Age yeah okay. I'm sure it is uh, movie releases coming out Friday November 22nd The Hunger Games Catching Fire Jennifer Lawrence that'll
2: do well
4: Yeah, I think it's gonna be alright <laughs> Jennifer, got-
1: Jennifer Lawrence who will be in the next issue of Relevant that's Magazine right. dude
2: I love The Hunger Games books I lo- I'm stoked about them you movie. read them really yeah I did I liked them a lot they're good airplane reading so they're fun really are my they that's for my- tween my- girls Right. Okay. And people keep asking for uh more lady voice on the show. So, here I am. <laughs> I love hunk
3: games. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to love that. <laughs>
1: also coming out delivery man, uh the Vince Vaughn uh sperm donor film where he has 500 children.
4: I feel like that's been done 500 times. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: All right, that'll do it for your entertainment <laughs> releases Stay tuned no follow-up jokes Up next <laughs> Just keep plowing Slices
5: My
2: problems ain't gonna get me got this mess Ride around playing Scarface I'm a hard case I wanna die but I'm scared of looking in God's face Popping pills and powder Trying to kill some owls. Cause when I'm sober man I promise I could feel the power Of death eating me slowly I'm on my way Heaven a hell, well, that's only for God to say I lost some people, but I never like to talk about it nah. all times we go through when we don't walk around real. I'm too much sure to go listen to black Hit me, get trippy, smoke on the sticky can
0: find a- Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by The Prodigal, a ragamuffin story Beloved author of the ragamuffin gospel, Brennan Manning, passed away in April But he had one last story to tell The Prodigal, a ragamuffin story, is a powerful illustration of grace The same grace Manning devoted his life to sharing profound in nature and coming from a god who loves us just as we are and not as we should be believe the hype the prodigal a ragamuffin story is available now
1: You're listening to Lecrae featuring Kevin Ross the song is Devil in Disguise At the beginning of the podcast you heard hello goodbye With how wrong I can be. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse?
3: Okay, so there is an organization called the Global Language Monitor. That each year, what they do is they look at uh, all these different uh, social media feeds, news media outlets, and English-speaking blogs, and they put them into this weird, crazy algorithm, and they determine what words and, and actually proper nouns and names are the most popular on the internet for a given year. Uh, so they recently released who the most popular people on the internet are using uh, that criteria for the year of 2013 so far. Does anyone have a guess as to who the most popular person on the internet has been so far? Don Cheadle.
2: John, is your little heart racing right now? Are you just hoping, <laughs> hoping, hoping beyond no, hope? Hey,
4: I, I will say this. I was once at a, a corporate event. It was like 5,000 people I worked with at Auto Trader, and... It, I thought I was going to win every award. And my friend sitting next <laughs> to me said that later. He goes, your face. He goes, even the ones where they were describing women clearly, you had
3: this look of, that might be me. That, <laughs> that might be. I think I, and I did not mean. win any of them. I'd say, how many it, did you we,
2: take home? Wow.
3: I'm None. kind of picturing, like like I don't know why, but like a Jumbotron in the conference center, and they have one camera on your face every time they announce an award. Well,
4: he said he was watching me, and the, even when they were like, sh- her work has been amazing. She, is t- she works tirelessly. She works in a department that John doesn't work in. I'd be like, eh,
5: it could be me. Her
4: name
2: is
5: Barbara.
3: She's awesome. <laughs> Come on. Did, did you ever find yourself almost standing up?
4: Oh, yeah. I was hovering. Uh,
3: <laughs> I don't know if my, uh, my thighs were on the seat. <laughs> did, did you exhale dramatically when, it, when they announced that it wasn't your name? You
4: know, I was waiting to exhale. Oh. <laughs>
3: wow. Wow. All right. So uh, it's actually Tom Bergeron. This year, fifth year in a row. No, so um, shut your
1: mouth. <laughs> most most popular on the internet. Oh, wait, are you on Twitter? So, or what do you no, mean? No, no. So,
3: so basically, how it does it, it looks at all the uh, English speaking is the um, English speaking Twitter feeds, uh, social media feeds, um, news media sites, as well as English speaking blogs. So they have access to, okay. and they look for you know similar words using over and over again to do, to figure out uh, the who's the most prominent person so it's not just who people are talking about right. but also who the news media is so talking about so it's basically well. search
2: Google and then find out Ta- like get- Taylor Swift and Pope Francis yeah Pope Francis is one Pope of those Francis, is
3: correct yeah. it's, uh, it's Pope Francis this year
2: yeah Pope Francis is blowing it up <laughs> he's so hot right now <laughs> <laughs> I like that we're talking about him like as if it was the same reaction we would have had if we had been talking about Taylor Swift oh man such <laughs> yeah. a big deal yeah
4: Bob can't even handle him right now <laughs>
2: he's pretty phenomenal though <laughs>
3: Yeah, see, he's, he's certainly uh, newsworthy. He, he's constantly doing things that are putting him in the headlines. Um, and it's so much so that he, he, his number two was a big story, Edward Snowden, followed by Kate Middleton. So uh, it's cool to see a uh, Christian religious leader top a list uh, for something positive, like yeah. being the most popular person on the entire Internet. <laughs> Congratulations, Pope. So, so yeah, I, but, but in reality, <laughs> curiously absent once again this year converse are on. yeah i can't believe it <laughs> all right what do you have
2: eddie all right uh so do you guys all have do you have nativity scenes in your home the little thing you unbox it
3: year round it yes
2: okay yeah <laughs> but do you you have one of these yeah we we have one you know it's like a little uh, i think it's from africa or something and it's got like a little horse and the three wise ones what do you guys have in your nativity scene
1: I have an I've one carved out of olive that I bought in Bethlehem and it has in between the field where the shepherds were and um where the the Christ was born uh I have the the wall the wall, the wall oh. that's there now cuz it is literally there separating where the field was from where the so I have a nativity. So, scene. So you
3: win, basically. I, I, I have a,
1: a carved olive wood nativity scene with the modern wall yeah. in it.
3: Well, now I feel a little tacky because mine is inflatable and features Snoopy characters. It is in my front yard. It's so. classy, little Snoopy Jesus. And it's inside a Oof. thirty-five foot snow globe. So
2: <laughs> little Woodstock Jesus,
3: and yeah, now I feel I feel like it's a little over the top. Thanks, Cameron. John,
2: you have a nativity scene. If you yeah, don't, we have there's the no
4: one. Uh what? it's like the little people one where like I think if you put the angel on the roof it it plays music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry mine's not carved of alabaster.
2: Yeah. Right
4: it's, it's uh yeah. mine is made of tears from yeah. somebody Exactly. Yeah, Cameron's
3: yeah. is so authentic that there's a chance that, you know, they know that a, a Jewish carpenter from 2,000 years ago carved it. So right. there's a chance yeah. it could be all...
2: Yeah. Yours was like prayed over by Donald Miller, and it's like all these <laughs> special things. <laughs> oh,
5: I
3: know, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, well, of all of the different animals that are that are in your, uh, in your nativity, I would venture to say that none of you have a cat in your nativity scene. Is no. that accurate? That is accurate. Well, there's a brand new children's book that came out... <laughs> called The Christmas Cat, and this story tells the
3: tale of a cat it, believed... Do you kind of feel like they missed the opportunity not to call it The cat miss.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's the number one miss. Does this cat sit on your shelf and Be- watch you as you sin?
2: Right, so here's the deal. <laughs> the story tells the tale of a cat believed to have been present at the birth of Jesus the Christ, <laughs> which, as a statement, is
1: ludicrous, but fine, we'll keep going. Hey, no, they have cats all over the place in Bethlehem. They're feral. They just walk around yeah, they're and they're crazy. hungry. Then for it's real.
2: believed to have been present? Well no, I'm saying like in it Bethlehem today,
1: happened. feral cats roam the city streets. <laughs> So, who knows 2,000 years ago? <laughs> this book could be onto something. It's <laughs> plausible, yeah, so, is all you're saying.
0: Chad and I were there a That's year right. ago. There are ton- more cats there than I've ever seen in the States. So,
2: Absolutely. the woman that wrote this book, uh, who seems like a lovely lady, and a very nice interview that I read. <laughs> She's on the podcast today, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was inspired by a Leonardo da Vinci painting which depicts Mary, Jesus, and a small cat. So, originally, she says, and this is a quote for her from her, I had just written the story about the cat purring baby Jesus to sleep, okay, and
4: <laughs> which cats are known to do. Right, just one thing cats do is serve other people.
5: Yeah, <laughs> hush, 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 baby
2: Jesus. <laughs> anyhow, but she said, and and John, I think you can speak into this because I've never uh, written a book. Have any of you guys written a book? No, Cameron, you've never written. Nope. You got to write a book someday. You'd be a great book writer, author. I think is what that's called. Great book writer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's author. I tried to catch myself.
4: Yeah, great. One of those book writer people. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird you haven't written one, Eddie. But go
2: on.
3: I'm the dumbest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
4: hate
3: it. You got so many synonyms. <laughs>
2: Anyhow, so the original idea was the cat just purring next to baby Jesus and putting baby Jesus to sleep, and that's where her idea ended. But then the editor got involved and wanted me to show. The cat and the relationship with Jesus later on. Wow! So, uh, so then she talks about how cats were not featured in religious art before the Renaissance because they were thought to be demonic. Which overall, I don't think that we can have a strong <laughs> argument against. No. Yeah, yeah I was going to say
3: that's an accurate assumption. Continue. Right,
2: right. And so now this entire book is about the relationship of uh, of this cat and baby Jesus. So, like
4: they hit the road, like incredible journey. No,
3: I think. <laughs> 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 I'm just talking like a fable goes west. <laughs> the idea of the
2: book, and I need to—I need to get a copy of this book. Like this is something that I must own. So I will please f- put that on your Christmas list this year. Yeah, it's Amazon wish list yeah. It's my Amazon yeah. wish list. So, uh, so the
3: she's, first catness.
2: She says, "Pets make us laugh too and distract us from our troubles. So yes, the cat is a symbol of unconditional love and acceptance." So
4: I
3: just, just <laughs> what I think of when I think of cats. So I just want to make never
4: you, have to earn their love. That's what's always yeah, been said about with cats.
3: You don't have to work for anything. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I just wanted to make you all aware of this children's book. And uh, since uh, most of us are dads in here, maybe we could get this and read this to our kids, and uh, you know, probably lie to them about the way it happened.
3: But still. I would read it to them when he goes to sleep. But I have a cat that just purrs into sleep every night. <laughs> all
1: right. What do you have, John?
4: Well, um, this week it was announced that the movie Ghost is going to be turned into a TV show. Finally, um, my, uh, exactly. Finally, was <laughs> only <my thought>. twenty-five
3: <laughs> years later.
4: <laughs> well, can you imagine how long they've been working on that script? Oh, it's just
3: going to be. <laughs> perfect. Well, how long ago was the movie Ghost when that came out? Like, do you I know? Think it was
4: Twenty-four years ago.
2: Oh well, wow! Oddly enough, Patrick Swayze could still play the ghost.
3: Oh, too, oh soon. too soon. Too soon. Is it? Oh, man. Oh, sh- 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 that made me uncomfortable, Eddie. I was ready for sperm donor jokes, but that one, yeah, that cut low. Sorry, so I
4: you- thought it would be good if we cat- like, went ahead and cast who we would believe would be in those roles. There's there's four roles. There's there's the Whoopi role.
2: Yeah, which there's is it's still Moore Whoopi. Role. you got to go with Whoopi No, still. It's, no, no, it's Keenan. Keenan Thompson. Oh, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Does, does
3: he play it drag? Yeah, okay, he, he totally play,
2: plays Whoopi like he does on SNL. Well, yeah.
1: no, did you see? I know. Yeah, he said no more women. Yeah. He, he will play no more women on SNL. Yeah. And it's a statement, and the fact that SNL does not cast black female mm-hmm. actors, mm-hmm. and uh, and so Keenan's not going to fill the role anymore. But
2: they had a great opening uh, bit about that. Did you see on SNL? Yeah, they, but they Kerry Washington, it, right? Yeah, really, was so good. Yeah. yeah. So Keenan for uh, Whoopi. Who yeah. else? Okay,
4: who's playing Sam Wheat, the Patrick Swayze character? Patrick Swayze.
2: Yeah, I I think I've
1: already established the the bad joke. Hey, they brought they brought Tupac back,
5: right? They, they brought Tupac back,
2: back in a hologram. Totally. Who, who though in a real sense would be that person
3: cast now? Like, I'm I who think is one them? of the
4: Hemsworths? There's like nine of them. That like <laughs> I,
3: would, I was thinking, what whatever happened to Josh Hartnett? I was thinking about that for a while the other day. Or what about? <laughs> Skeet I didn't bother to Google it, but I thought I haven't seen him around. He'd probably be good for this. What about Skeet Ulrich? Remember him? Oh, yeah, oh, man.
2: I'm sorry. Nobody
0: what has said Nicholas
2: Nicholas Cage. Well, that's obvious. Uh, he She's... is casting it. I oh. think is, oh. so. I mean he's
3: first choice for pretty much any project, and then he just pick and chooses from oh, there. Yeah.
2: Busey uh Calvin. Just Calvin. our Cal. Calvin. R. Calvin. <laughs> He's really good looking. Yeah. <laughs> he probably would be a good actor.
4: That's a guy in the office who's really good looking?
2: Yeah, I think so, man. <laughs> <laughs>
4: sound resigned to the fact that you're all, all right. Hey man,
2: ladies' perspective on the show.
3: <laughs>
1: I, think are, I think
3: Calvin's really handsome. It's not my problem. He's a good looking dude. Who, who would play uh, Demi Moore's character?
1: Oh. Well, she doesn't look any older, so... She, yeah. and she's not working true. i mean she's not working I think
3: courtney stodden or whatever that girl is
1: <laughs> courtney cox
4: no, <laughs> the one that was married to the creepy guy from lost
1: i don't know these things sorry man who do you read us weekly
3: i am aware of their they just they just separated by the way john don't yeah, know if you're aware of she's available bummer and she's on the market so yeah.
4: <laughs> and then finally who would be the bad guy uh who i i know you know is named tony goldwin um, but in the movie, it's Carl Bruner. Carl Bruner. I didn't remember there
1: was a bad guy. What's that about? What did he do? I never saw it. I was too young.
4: Remember the friend that got him killed?
1: Huh. Yeah. No. I just realized I've never seen Ghost.
4: What? what? I mean, I've you- seen the pottery hey, that's scene. That's a fun game. <laughs> Most popular movie you've never seen.
1: Oh. oh. Hey, I mean, oh, listen. Yeah. Ghost, Dirty Dancing, Goonies. Uh, you've never Roonies. seen Goonies? No. 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 Wow. Oh, oh, Dirty man. Dancing?
3: We, we need to have girls sabbatics? night.
2: You, me, ghost, dirty <laughs> oh, dancing. Wait, I'm confused, Cameron, because you were just
3: on a sabbatical and you didn't watch Ghost, so...
2: <laughs> yeah, you watched all of ALF.
3: <laughs> yeah, you watched an entire it. eight seasons of ALF. And Goonies <laughs> or Ghosts never made it into I the rotation. Think, I
2: just saw The Sound of Music like a month ago. Shut up. Yeah. yeah, I'd never seen
1: it. Oh, man. I man. it was, I've never pretty, seen Crash. was pretty good.
4: People tell me I need to see Crash. Yeah, It's a, a really good movie.
1: It's a really good movie. I mean, I to me, like... I, I, I never, yeah. I mean, 80s stuff, I just missed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, that's right. Cause it, like, we we're not allowed to watch it. I wasn't allowed to watch it. And I wasn't did, allowed to listen did to you Secular you get pretty music upset or?
3: over Ferris Bueller's Day Off and just boycott the, de- boycott the decade because yeah. of the character named Cameron.
1: Saw, <laughs> I only saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off in the last two years. Because <laughs> yeah, you really are, I mean, there's a lot of catching up to well, do. Well, because Ferris Bueller is like, there's a character named Cameron and, and he did a song about yeah. Cameron in Egypt land or something like that. And when I was in fourth grade, everybody would like sing it at me. And I was angry at yeah. this what this movie did to my name. They
3: commandeered your name.
1: It was it was terrible. So right. I boycotted it until it was on TBS like two years ago.
3: Well not got, just not just that. You boycotted the entire decade of filmmaking in America.
2: <laughs> I gotta tell you, you know what movie that was for me? It wasn't my uh well, it was it wasn't my namesake, but when Goonies came out, I you know, I was a fat kid, and so everybody was like, do the truffle shuffle. Stop it for oh, a fat kid. That wow. junk was not funny to me, and I did not I still don't like the Goonies because of it. Just like I <laughs> see that and I'm just like I hate.
1: <laughs> we have a Goonies DVD Man. in the back that I came across yesterday yes. because a couple of years ago Warner Warner Brothers Video did yeah. a giveaway of Goonies through our podcast. It's like a special like box. special edition yeah. and re release yeah. yeah, twenty five
0: year really anniversary. Like Goonies, it's
2: a really good movie. Is is it really? You guys
0: have your girls night. Just yeah. pop that in. Goonies is. Not I think gr-
4: Goonies held up. I think uh, Back to the Future held up. Footloose did not hold up.
2: Okay,
1: Footloose. I tried to watch it. I'm just like, why it.
4: is he in a tight tank top dancing in like a flour
1: mill? It's too like, cheesy. This is I'm, I'm glad you said Back to the Future. Back to the Future, I also caught on TBS in the recent... and, yeah. and One, two, and three. Three gets a bad rap. But it's actually you way better than... than you know it is underrated. Breakfast Club? I only saw that about a month ago on my sabbatical. Oh, well, wow. let me ask you, this, what are your opinions of
3: these films now that now that you finally got a chance to watch well, them? Well,
1: Breakfast Club uh, it was iconic because of the music, but but what I loved about Breakfast Club was that it wasn't epic. It yeah. was just... Yeah. It was just this like character yeah, it was this yeah. character thing of like of of emptiness and space and it wasn't like this like fast moving plot which I don't know to become a classic I thought I was going to be blown away and I wasn't but then I it stays with you. Oh yeah. And that's what is so genius about it that little letter that they read at the very end yeah oh, that's incredible yeah it was really really good i was i was uh but there's a lot of moments like that like say anything i never saw that The, whole, i mean there's like classic moments of trench coats and boom boxes over mm-hmm. your head i never i never saw those. you've stuff. seen top gun though right i did because i saw john tesh and yanni in short shirtless doing uh, <laughs> what uh in volleyball the... on the beach right yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's, no, a, that's another story. And, so, and, and it.
3: ironically, when they play volleyball, it, the entire game's in slow-mo. It like, defies right. physics.
1: Yeah, the, Go back and listen to our John Tesh interview. Okay, He tells the story uh-huh. in the 80s of every Saturday, he and Yanni played beach volleyball oh. in L.A. Oh. Shirtless. Shirtless, like Top Gun. That sounds magical.
3: What, what a time to be alive. <laughs> what? I'm not, no joke. No joke.
4: <laughs> hey, and I like Yanni. People don't like him. Dude. I'll write to Yanni. Like His live at the Acropolis... John, awesome. that's
2: a really good album. I'm glad you brought that up. I love that CD. People
4: hate it. And then, like, he talks in the middle
6: of it all. He'll just
4: say words together that don't make He'll be like, your dream of through space and time and magic. And you're like, yes, Yanni. <laughs> 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 so good. Oh. And you know there's a fan blowing his hair into the
3: Acropolis, and you're like, yes! Yeah. You say, at the Acropolis, so much of human history, like the pinnacle of human thinking, came together at <laughs> the Acropolis. Now Yanni is just owning that joint. Okay.
2: <laughs> True <laughs> story. We, About three years ago, actually, Bree and I are in Greece, and we're touring all this stuff. And you, when you see the Acropolis
4: activity scene carved of bone
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we're walking up and we finally like you go over this little hill and you look down and boom there's the acropolis right and my first words were oh my god brian this is like yanni live at the acropolis this is where it happened right here because <laughs> you know you see it and you take him back to that great album of yore <laughs>
1: most famous movie you've ever seen that's a great question, question. that's a good question yeah huh but for christian kids who aren't allowed to watch stuff yeah there's a lot of stuff that a lot of us didn't see
2: well t- conversely for non-christian kids who are allowed to watch everything i heard you guys joking around about uh, what was it some sort of uh, it was like some little christian character uh, that, i
0: believe you're talking about salty or salty Colby? the singing song <laughs> or Colby never, the yeah, computer. never a heard of this don't know what you're talking
1: about oh okay seriously no lie Two nights ago, laying in bed, <laughs> Google image searching for Salty the Singing Songbook costume. That's when you knew you had to come back oh, to because for Halloween? because for next Halloween yeah, I was going to come a salty. Had
3: officially gone too far.
1: <laughs> that was the end of Sabbatical. <laughs> I was so mad at myself for waiting till the eleventh hour to plan my Halloween costume this year mm-hmm. that I'm already lining up ideas for next year. And I was googling, "Can you buy a Salty the Singing Songbook costume?" And the answer is no.
3: Yeah. Well, the answer is I'm having one custom made yeah. at a very large expense.
1: Yeah, you have to. <laughs> John, did you dress up
2: for uh, Christmas? I'm <laughs> sorry. For uh, <laughs> <laughs> Halloween?
3: <laughs> I went as a book writer
4: guy. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> call that a callback. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <is>. I despise <laughs> See, you. I,
3: I, I was the very first cat mess cat.
4: <laughs> I was the second cat that overlooked.
3: That wandered um, wow. onto the scene that totally doesn't get any credit for purring, helping to purr the little baby Jesus to sleep. <laughs>
4: That was, I thought you were going to say the cat that tried to smother baby Jesus.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. oh, John Aikov, everybody. <laughs> just, <laughs> just took a dark turn. John, John Aikov.
4: My, my eight-year-old, kids will tell jokes that. That just a weird. My eight year old the other day was like, "Why did the ambulance go to the bad guy's house?" And we were like, "Why?" She was like, "Cause he murdered somebody." I'm
5: like,
4: "Whoa!" a <laughs> <laughs> little bit of Louis C.K.
2: Louis C.K. talks about when his youngest daughter does great jokes, and he tells some of the jokes, and they're really dark and weird. But I love them <laughs> Louis C.K. my
1: hero. Love that guy. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Audrey Assad. You're listening to Arcade Fire. The song is Normal Person from the new album Reflector. Audrey Assad is a singer, musician, songwriter whose musical influences range from Paul Simon and the Carpenters to Feist and Jack White. Uh, more often than not, she has her nose in a book, usually something by Tolstoy or C.S. Lewis or those. Her new album, Fortunate Fall, was released on August 13th. It was actually funded through a Kickstarter campaign last spring. She and her fans raised the goal of $40,000 in 50 hours and ended the campaign with a bang at nearly 200% of that goal. The album is full of songs for liturgy, personal prayer, and corporate worship. She came by the Relevant office this month to perform three songs from Fortunate Fall. The videos will be on Relevant.tv, the podcast episode page, and on Relevant's YouTube channel. Performing good to me, here is Audrey Assad. <laughs> That was Audrey Assad. Follow her on Twitter at Audrey Assad. You're listening to Night Terrors of 1927. That is the band name. Oh, my God. Night Terrors of 1927. <laughs> Thanks for making a band, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> the song is fallen to you.
2: Oh. I, I miss you, Grandma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. It's I time...
4: What was like? Why not 1928?
2: You, you know, know hap- what I mean. Like, what happened in 19? Tw- oh, hold on. I, before I am be, stupid, I'm going to look up 1927 and see if there's any. What,
1: what would give America night terrors? Yeah, collectively, other than this music. <laughs>
2: You keep talking. I'll figure right. out nineteen twenty seven. Jesse,
1: it is time for the game. How to avoid huge ships? The game. That's right.
3: Take it away. And, and I was, I was trying to think of a good game that we could play today. And I was going to do something Twitter based because, uh, from my understanding, John and Eddie are going to be playing today. All right. Um, yeah. And my original idea was to do something Twitter based because they're both basically Twitter experts. But I don't know if a lot of people know this. Between the two of them. They have 191,000 Twitter followers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thanks for carrying the weight, Eddie. My <laughs> so,
3: so, I, <laughs> I was, it would be an evenly matched Twitter game. I love you, but man. But <laughs> I decided to go in, <laughs> so in a funny. different direction. Uh, because, John, as you mentioned last week, you're a huge fan of one-star reviews on Amazon. Isn't yeah. that right?
4: I'm a fan of them, and I get them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, he, I, I figured that uh, it would be good to test both of your guys' knowledge of one-star reviews on Amazon. So I had to go to the source for the best reviews on any Amazon product, which is the book, How to Avoid Huge Ships, by, John, by Captain John W. Tremor. I don't know if anyone is familiar with this book. There are only a handful of copies in existence, if you want to buy one used on Amazon, it's going to cost you $159. No. If you want one of the eight new copies in existence, it's $520.
0: Oh, my gosh. What?
3: Uh, so, so the book, How to Avoid Huge Ships, has nearly 600 customer reviews. Um, ranging from people who love this book to people who, who, who have some very terrible things to say, but they're very eloquently written reviews. So what I'm going to do is here's how the game's going to work. Uh, John and Eddie are both going to take turns. I'm going to read a small portion of one of these reviews for the book, how to avoid huge ships. And you have to tell me if that review comes from a one-star review or a five-star review (laughs) i will then read the review in its entirety and the answer will be revealed all right (laughs) this game sounds easy but let's let's try it yeah okay well we'll see we'll see uh who wants to go first let's do it okay this is this is a review for how to avoid huge ships by john w (laughs) trimmer huge ships have been the bane of my life so i was very excited when i bought this book However.
2: However. Ooh. Oh. oh. I'm going to go one, right? However, it's a terrible book. It's one star review.
3: You are correct. However, <laughs> Captain Trimmer does not provide the helpful and insightful advice that I had hoped for, and I did not feel this book had any noticeable effect. If anything, I now encounter more huge ships than ever. Would not recommend.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, okay, this has be, that person has to be joking because how no, could huge ships be the me, bane of a, their let life? Let me
3: do another one. Let me do another right. one. Right. Now this one's me, right? Yeah, yeah this one's you. The title yeah. of this book is Deceiving. Oh. That is a five star and sells the book short. It is filled with valuable information for not only avoiding huge ships, but medium and small ones as well. I would even go as far as to saying it will help you avoid ships of all sizes in all aspects of your life. Before reading this book, I would find myself running into huge ships three or four times a day. After reading it, I am virtually (laughs) collision-free.
2: Virtually. I like virtually. You're not completely. Just close. I like comedians. <laughs> All right,
3: <laughs> so it's a score is one to one. One to one. Okay, Eddie, uh, if we had an adequate national database and thorough background checks <laughs> of huge chip owners, we wouldn't have this problem.
2: Ooh, good one. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go one. I'm gonna go one star.
3: When is Obama and Congress going to wake up and take <laughs> on this national nightmare? Five stars. No
2: way. That one was pretty easy. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> this one starts off. The day is yours, Captain Tremor. Um, that's a one-star. Go ahead and gloat about your so-called victory over huge ships. <laughs> and the safety of your small, maneuverable watercraft.
5: <laughs> yep. But
3: you cannot evade us forever. Your time will come, and you will be crushed. <laughs> then the words of this book will echo a mocking diatribe in your ears as you sing slowly, shamefully to the bottom of the sea. One star. One
2: star. That is the best thing.
3: So I'm winning, right? Yeah, two to one? Two to one. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Are- <laughs> Eddie... <laughs> I gave this book as a birthday gift to my cousin. He took it with him on a sailing trip around the world to read along the way in order to help pass the time more quickly.
2: (laughs) I'm going to stick with, I think I'm going to go one star because I'm going to go with he then got hit by a huge boat.
3: While sailing across the South Pacific, he was so completely engrossed in the contents (laughs) of this apparently riveting book that he was fronted over and squashed by a huge ship. (laughs) Call it irony. Call it bad luck. Either way, the the product did not produce the desired result. It should be noted, this review is called, This Book is Responsible for the Death of My Cousin. (laughs) I love this. Internet's the best. (sighs) Okay. Captain Trimmer's tome, How to Avoid Huge Chips, is filled from cover to cover with the kind of wisdom that only years of salt spray can crust onto a man. However.
4: Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, however always feels like a one. So, one? Mm.
3: Yeah. Most helpful was his <laughs>
5: summary, <suffering, laughs> but it's also
3: intuitive nature. May, in fact, hurt his book sales. Stay on land on page 111, paragraph 3, is a kind of advice that small boat captains of all ranges of experience can both grasp at once and ponder at length to plumb the depths of this insightful intelligence. I highly recommend this book. Five stars. Oh,
1: this is good. Wow. Two to two. Okay. Last round.
3: Okay. Went on my jet ski in the Chesapeake Bay this summer. (laughs) I was confronted by a huge ship moving up the channel. You can imagine my horror when I realized I only had one hour and 45 minutes or so before the (laughs) lumbering behemoth was sure to pass through my area.
2: (laughs) I'm going to go five stars. Thankfully, they read the book and knew how to avoid the ship.
3: With no place to hide and only a water jet propelled small craft beneath my transport, I quickly withdrew my Kindle Fire from the storage compartment beneath my seat and proceeded to read the book, How to Avoid Huge Ships. One hour later, with only 45 minutes to spare, I implemented the expert advice provided by the author and turned my jet ski in the opposite direction of the huge ship to avoid certain disaster. Five stars. Oh my god.
5: I'm three to two right now.
2: I love hearing them as much as I love you barely holding on as you're you're reading
3: them. I was putting this together last night, and I, my wife heard me laughing in the other room. I'm like, these Amazon reviewers are my heroes. All right, I believe this is the final one. Yeah,
1: um, unless okay. it's a tie. If he gets yeah, it right, we will have, have to come up with a, a sudden death. But.
3: Okay. Right, but now, that's, that's right now, it's three
1: to two. Yeah, that's actual, though. <laughs> Somebody does.
3: <laughs> this is how the review begins.
1: We'll cast you in Ghost.
3: <laughs> this review is being written from beyond the grave. I have left it in my will to direct the pu- with the direction to publish this review as my last testament to the cruel world of life at sea. Mm.
4: Uh, that's a five star review.
3: I followed the directions to the last detail, only ah! to be destroyed physically by a tugboat that plowed my canoe at over 30 John! knots. John! Beware that this book is a diversion for smaller boats.
2: He comes
1: from behind, and
2: Eddie takes it. If it helps you, John, to know how good I feel right now. I have I never win anything on, anything on this show. It so. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> this is kind of a big moment for me, John. <laughs> if
4: anything, it hurts me. A-cuff. Jesse, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. When you started the contest... I I was like, "This is not going to be funny." That was my, and it was funny, sir.
3: Yeah. Oh well, thank you. Well, really, thank the 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 good uh, reviewers of Amazon because they provided the the content. All I did was. Uh, j- just select it. So That's so well done, Amazon reviewers. And John, feel free next
2: time to just externalize that monologue so that we know you think it's not going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: so like, yeah. Because
2: you're really yeah. smart and we might just trust you and scrap yeah, it. <laughs> it yeah,
4: yeah, I would
3: have just
2: scrapped it from the <laughs> outset.
4: Yeah, I thought this might be Virginia funny.
3: You know I mean? <laughs> oh, yes the focus is on they already. really like maritime humor
1: there <laughs> yeah the maritime humor in Virginia Beach <laughs> yeah. oh, oh that's funny so,
3: so if you're looking to kill some time uh, check out the, the Amazon page for how to avoid huge ships and just laugh and laugh and laugh at the expense of old John Tremor
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright well that'll do it for how to avoid huge ships the game stay tuned up next another performance from Audrey Asad listening to glasser the song is exposure well if you haven't heard audrey assad's new album fortunate fall you're in for a treat it's streaming right now for free in its entirety uh, at the drop at relevant go check it out performing i shall not want here is audrey assad Audrey Assad, check out her album on the drop, and find out more at audreyasad.com. listening to lord not that one the the young girl i mean
3: you might be you might be the yes. young girl yeah you
1: might be listening to the lord It's true yeah the lord being the, different than lord the amen. lord moves in mysterious ways as does the lord if as you watch to, her dance it's
2: very true
0: um
1: amen uh the song is 400 lux from the album royals great great album the best album by a young girl that i've heard in years <laughs> i think Eek. that's good right Mm-mm. that
2: was
4: like a creepy <laughs> review or something <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the One world's thanks uncle cameron <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> Are
4: you sure you didn't grow a mustache <laughs>
1: oh boy all right so it's time for your feedback uh also our corrections and apologies and the question of the week that's what's written down last week we asked you what new segments should we introduce with our friend here john Acuff. Uh, John has some ideas of things he wants to bring each week. This week, he was kind of settling in, get a feel for it. And in coming weeks, he'll deploy some new segments. And, and we wanted to get some ideas from you guys, the listeners. You went over to our podcast episode page at com. You hit us up on Twitter, at relevantpodcast. And you posted replies on our Facebook page as well. Here's a few of our favorites.
3: Well, Jim Wood says that he votes for a segment with John and it's all about queso. <laughs> I'm, I, he didn't put this, but I'm assuming you call queso talk.
1: Queso talk. Yeah. Oh. John, John you, you tweet a lot about queso.
3: I would call it
4: in queso emergency. Oh. <laughs> oh, <nice>. Just <laughs> <Yeah, yeah.
5: laughs>
4: in queso? Yeah. In queso, you were wondering. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I grew up in Massachusetts, and when we were
3: there, the queso uh, capital of the world.
4: <laughs> yeah, my wife and I asked where was good Mexican, and somebody said go to Chili's, and I I punched them in the mouth.
2: Yeah, um, but then that queso at Chili's. No, but then we moved to
4: the south, and it's fantastic. And yeah. so yeah, I love cake. I don't like sweets or like cakes or cake pops or any of that so queso is where it's at so i tweet a lot about queso is kind of my go-to move <laughs> it's your kinda, crossover <laughs>
2: queso is kind
3: of my go to it's your move. fadeaway jump shot
4: yeah it's what's like my uh what did uh magic johnson used to do like uh, the finger roll or something like it's yeah. like for me yeah
3: yeah uh
2: okay jason mcdaniel wrote john seems to get a lot of hate on twitter which first of all do you i've never seen it's, it
4: it's more than none
2: yeah oh what do they hate on yeah what would your they, character? they hate on
4: uh, well yesterday somebody was like you don't have unless you've worked at a church you have no business writing about working at a church oh my or, and I was like well I, I never lived in the renaissance either but I don't mind when somebody writes a book about Da Vinci
2: yeah so, and probably you have a much more accurate not skewed pers- perspective outside well, of I grew up
4: my dad was as, as a pastor and has been a pastor for 30 years so but yeah. I get stuff like that Um, I wrote I made a joke about the Luluman guy saying that that some people can't wear yoga pants and there were some people that took that the wrong way, I think. Um, Man. About tight clothing. Well. So, what was his topic? That we should do a haters thing?
2: <laughs> well, no. The idea was yeah. The great segment would be called <laughs> turn, turn the Other Tweet, where John reads one of the nasty, hateful, rage filled tweets he received that week. Everyone can discuss the tweet and then develop a loving 140 character reply. Like Jesus Jesus. Well, I know, like, reply. somebody
4: that I know, this wasn't a stranger, tweeted something, and then she said she was too busy maybe I already told you this, to be on Twitter as much as me, but then she hashtagged it, I have a job. And I was like, ooh, oh, oh, snap. I get some of that. And then, like, the one-star reviews I get, I saw one, the lady was like, I guess I was expecting magic. And I was like, well, at least
3: you have low expectations for my book, which is made of paper.
2: Good night. Yeah,
3: so so literally anything that's not actual magic, she gives a one-star review to.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, are so just like, well, and, like, Like, here's one right now. The guy said, because I had the audio book, I was robbed of the joy of throwing this book across the room. What? (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, Yeah. And then another guy said, I would rather count bathroom tiles than read this book. And then I went to see his other reviews, and he gave bathroom tiles... A five-star
2: review.
4: So, he doesn't hate me; he loves bathroom tiles.
2: So, okay, another one. One other little feedback was said. Uh, how about a podcast game called "Let Me Guess Your Love Language," where we get out into the street around relevant <laughs> office, we find an unsuspecting stranger, and then target them incessantly with the love language you think they'll best respond to. So, I love that idea that we're just going out and we're just rubbing them on the shoulder and then just and, saying and affirming affirming. Does this work? Good job. Here, I did the dishes <laughs> that, for I, you. Is that work? You can,
4: <laughs> you can name that game, Cameron Balestier members out of jail yeah.
2: <laughs> they, they actually they named the game uh one of the options for them naming the game was honestly officer i can explain <laughs> really, really clever that was chris uh morphew cool name
3: chris
1: morphew sounds
2: like the morphew. matrix yeah it's very close well
3: well, well brandon uh, suggested a game called fisticuff where podcast members or listeners go toe-to-toe with you john in a battle of wits question mark trivia freestyle rapping and we also had a listener say that if we did do freestyle rapping, he may suggest a name, Dr. Dreycuff.
2: Oh, uh,
4: Dr. Dreycuff. I would probably go with my last name pronounced backwards, which is a swear.
5: That
1: would be <laughs> <revenue>. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for last week's uh, feedback. Now it's time for this week's
2: editorial question
1: of the week. Hey. So earlier we were talking about, uh, you know, kind of fa- you know, famous movies that you haven't seen. But, and so we were thinking about asking that, but we wanted to flip it a little bit. We actually want to know what movie, like, that everybody loved, what movie that everybody loved you didn't. Oh, I see. Yeah. And why? Like, what about it just didn't connect with you? You know? Mm. I think that'd be interesting.
4: Can I say jazz as my answer?
1: Just, (laughs) but it's not a movie. The music,
2: just generally, (laughs) the, the genre of jazz.
4: No, I just think in college I like it now. Like I like Miles Davis and Coltrane and the ones you're supposed to like. Right. But like I just feel there's just tremendous pressure to enjoy jazz when maybe you're just not there yet.
2: Right. I would also say, uh, and you're I know you're gonna disagree with me, I feel the same way about you too. Like I just don't just don't like them.
1: Well what era? They're different bands. Are you talking post nineties? No, like Like Zuropa,
4: we all hate that. No, 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 no. No, like like
1: I Joshua I, Tree, you music. don't like Joshua it's Tree. It's not
2: my favorite. Like I, it's okay, but it doesn't really get me. Like everybody else is like this defined me musically, but I'm just like oh, that's good. I, I have like a new it. I have a new podcast game. Who should we get to replace <laughs> Eddie? Well, I, think, I think that's always being played though. Isn't it? <laughs> Are, aren't we generally? Aren't I next on the chopping block? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say
4: that about uh, Pearl Jam and um, what's the other one? The uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Man, can we expand this to liked- music?
1: Because this is interesting too. Well for me it was yeah. like you know the the 98 uh, 2002 like pop punk stuff the blink 182s and all that like, I like that. it was so popular it was terrible to me still mm-hmm. it's awful just yeah everybody liked it but you didn't i like yeah.
3: that well i i've already, i've already told you like the the terrence malick films like everyone makes a big deal about them and i'm like oh what a snore mm-hmm. what what like what are a couple of those uh like, tree, tree of, life. of life oh okay okay um uh new world The Thin Red Line. It's like the they're they're just like it's just a lot of cinematography, and they're just kind of boring. You know, I never watched Breaking Bad. (gasps) Oh. Oh. I, uh, well, that's just, I, I, I on, haven't completed Breaking Bad, so I'm sort of but in this the same is. Boat. But this is
1: different. Hold on. Ignorance is different than not liking it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's true. No, I'm saying it, you're
1: ignorant to how good it becomes. I mean, you're, it's not I like. I watched
4: one episode and it was just so dark.
1: Yeah, how good it becomes. It, it's one of those things that, like, it's a journey that you go on and it becomes <laughs> great. It really becomes great, but you don't know that. So you, you haven't experienced it. If you watched the whole thing and said, eh, I didn't like it, well, then that'd be, that'd be what we're talking about here.
4: Okay, so I, I only have to watch like seven se- seven seasons of a yep. show. Here's that. the thing
3: you only need to commit about nine and a half hours to breaking bad. then it yeah. gets really good yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true. It starts off pretty slow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah hashtag I have a job so you got time don't worry yeah. about it <laughs> <laughs> Just spend all day whatever you're doing you just making a call your fall
3: t- back on me yeah
2: making there your you Twitters go. about whatever.
5: <laughs>
4: okay, I didn't like the trailer for um the old Las Vegas.
1: Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like America did. And
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> like that, was, no, and that, that had a lot of charm.
1: John. You're the one a voice, the one voice, the contrarian voice in the wilderness. No. <laughs> I will
3: say, I, I will say this: I didn't like Lost. Oh, uh, oh not, I, hey, I hated Lost.
1: Me neither. But see, Lost was divisive. I, I mean, so like I mean, there are people who who love it and people who hated it. Yeah. I think we're talking about like America loves this thing. Like it's not divisive. There's no debate. This is a classic, and it's just like me. Like Shawshank Redemption. Like
3: you didn't like Shawshank Redemption?
1: No, I didn't. No, I was just saying like like important like, Top Gun. I like Top Gun. Like Top Gun. If you don't like Top Gun, there's a problem. Yeah, tell us so. your. I, I guess movie or music. I, I your thing. Let's do both
4: because the YouTube yeah. opens up. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: so so your thing that everybody loves that you're just like I don't like it. You uh, know what?
4: The first time I saw Anchorman, I was like, eh. mm-hmm.
1: wow, Oh, come on. Yeah, but I said it. But you've seen it twenty times now because it. It grows on you, right?
4: No, I've only seen it. I, I should have said all the times I saw Anchorman. Wow. I Anchorman's in my top three favorite movies, I think. Dude,
1: yeah. It yeah. is what? so quotable.
4: I was expecting old-school kind of humor, and it was more like, yeah, I, I love Lamp. And I was like, eh.
1: Yeah. It's,
3: it's a very layered movie, Johnny. you really got to give it your- <laughs> it's it's like, it's like Breaking Bad. You've got to be willing to commit like 10 hours to this <laughs> Just thing. Just compare it to
0: Breaking Bad.
1: It grows on you. It washes over you in time. All right. Um, <laughs> this should be fun. I'm looking yeah, so to hit week. us up on Twitter at Relevant You can go over to the podcast episode page at com. Post your replies there. Or post on our Facebook page. Uh, before before we uh, go, I want to. We have three packages here that I, oh, yeah. I, I'm told that mail. I need to. We got mail. Um, I'm opening a letter here from. It's a tiny, tiny envelope, like a thank you card size envelope from Antonia and Jeremiah Dowling mm-hmm. of uh, Sailorsburg, Pen- Pennsylvania. Hey. And um, it cool, says that? Relevant Media Group, attention podcasters. <laughs> and I'm opening it, and um, it is corn is falling out. Corn. And a woven seashell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a knitted seashell and a note here that says, I know this is Rather corny, oh! But you did ask for snail mail, so there's oh, a, a and it's snail. The corn and the snail. Oh, a, it
2: is a knitted snail, a knitted Look at
1: snail, that. and some corn, some free corn, which is now all over the corny
2: desk. corny snail mail. That is just a punful letter. Man, that, that is great. It almost a, deserves a slide whistle. Attention, Calvin Kierley. Where is okay. it? Um, <laughs> that's really attention. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a nice little snail. We'll put it up in the
1: studio. We will <laughs> We will tack the snail on the wall. All right. Uh, we also got something here from dr scott a mills in a priority mail envelope he's from uh, also from pennsylvania uh tarentum pennsylvania and he's and he wrote a note it says sorry to hear you guys are strapped for energy during the recording of my favorite podcast while the candy talk is admittedly hilarious, I wanted to send something that might hilarious. That that might help the future health of the members. Hmm. This book is my girlfriend's program. She's a New York Times best selling author and nutrition consultant. John, do you know her? I'm a wellness chiropractor. Together we've helped tons of people break their addiction to sugar. <laughs> Hope you find it useful. Let me know if you like additional support. I mean, Yours in health, Dr. Scott A. Mills on Twitter at at Scott A. Mills, D.C. P.S. If Tyler and Jesse want a copy, let me know. Though Jesse might be a lost cause. The book is here. The <laughs> Did book he say is that? The 21 yeah. Day Sugar Detox. The 21 Day Sugar Detox is the book, uh, Bust Sugar and Carb Cravings Naturally. So, what's it about?
3: I, I'm afraid I, it is true. I'm too far gone. Yeah, I mean, it is. My, my diet is comprised of about 75% sugar and soda.
1: You know, I'm gonna read this. I don't have. i like a
3: real life elf.
1: I don't have any sugar <laughs> cravings, but carb cravings is uh-huh. my thing. But he yeah. sent
3: a.
2: He also sent. So there's a book, but then there's also the, there's two this?
1: bars here. Uh, one, uh, it's Epic Bars. Uh, they're called Epic 100% grass fed bison bacon and cranberry bar. Ooh, eleven grams. Whoa,
5: of whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> right up to the
4: cranberry. Yeah, uh, eleven
1: grams of protein, gluten free bison bars, soy free, dairy free gluten-free wow that was I'm, really cool. I'm gonna read this because i'm gonna i want to i want to not want bread all the time mm-hmm. which is essentially a sugar <laughs> there's yeah. yeah. there no
0: sugar in i bread. think it's very interesting though that gift that came to us yeah compared is the, to the next one
1: the next one so there's a box here <laughs> and it and it came
5: Jelly beans. and it
1: came uh, from, close uh, close really it close Came from John. chris uh weigand or weigand from lakeport michigan and it says dear relevant podcast team on your October 18 2013 show whoa very Whew. specific it was revealed that one of you I think it was Eddie had never eaten Lucky Charms cereal it Jesse mentioned me. that the magic marshmallows are in fact available online I will have you know that they are also available at the Mennonite Country View bulk food store well, in Snover wow. Michigan well but we already knew that <laughs> so we just didn't <laughs> think it was worth mentioning I picked up this little bag for your enjoyment I would recommend letting the magic marshmallows soak in milk before eating please do not consume the entire bag in one sitting as I would feel horrible if you pancreas exploded in joy and it's a large bag let me try that uh,
3: just lucky <laughs> terms. just marshm- lucky, marshmallows lucky
1: charms marshmallows that you- is
3: that is my dream <laughs> let me try that i've never
1: had a lucky <laughs> there you go and uh it's it's about the size of a football the bag of marshmallows mm. that we have oh. eddie's, eddie's going into it right now yeah um, and, I, and i'm flipping through the 21 day sugar
0: detox book yeah Relevant podcast co host. I mean, I think you're supposed to let them sit in milk first, Eddie, but
2: kind of chalky.
4: Ah, live, <laughs> live. <laughs> they're kind of chalky, yeah. but
2: they're good. I mean, Play by your own
4: oh,
1: rules. The book is signed, by the way. Diane uh, Sanfilippo, the author, mm-hmm. said, Relevant podcast co host, rock your detox. Hey,
2: these are, these are good.
1: It's awesome. And if you, any of you are in Sarver, Pennsylvania, live well chiropractic is Dr. Scott Mills. All right. Go. I'll remember that next time we're up there. I'm using the, we can do I'm a using lot the book as
2: my uh, plate right now for the marshmallows. <laughs> 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 that's not true. Yeah. We really appreciate it. <laughs>
1: All right. So thanks for, thanks for the mail. If you want to send us mail, 900 Orange Avenue, Winter Park, Florida, 32789. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> <There it is>. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. If you guys uh, want to stay tuned, Eddie and I are going to hang out as a, as a PS to the podcast after we wrap it and uh, talk about uh, me coming back from the sabbatical and where things are at with with all that Eight. so if you're interested so then we'll wrap it up i'm cameron strang i am Eddie. Anyway, i'm mouthful of marshmallows <laughs> i'm jesse Carey. i'm john acuff there you go
4: follow me at john acuff on twitter <laughs> there no you go. h no h
3: no h and also hey guys i'm on linkedin keep it a professional
1: <laughs> hey uh
4: follow me on classmates.com
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> For chad michael snavely we'll see you next week
0: listening to the relevant podcast go follow us on twitter at relevant podcast and for more great content check out relevantmagazine.com.
1: okay so we've never done this before this is like a after party to the podcast (laughs) a very somber after after
2: party Yep. but you're uh you're back from sabbatical
1: yes part-time yeah tell me uh what was the sabbatical like what you do watch stuff no um uh so people who heard i guess it was mid-august mm-hmm. uh when we talked when i stepped away it, it was just really at your prompting that i remember after the previous week's podcast you're like are are you making plans to create space in your life for the journey you're actually in. (laughs) And, um, I hadn't, I was just, you know, kind of trying to keep all the plates spinning, hoping that things would just get better. Um, it wasn't counseling, but that was really it. Mm -hmm. And, um, taking care of my kid and all that. And so when you pointed that out to me that I, I, I needed to kind of create space, um, the team kind of rallied around that idea and ushered me out the door fairly quickly. And so my, my sabbatical, while I went away, and then when we talked last, I was probably a little bit more hopeful, and like I really was. I mean, I mean, I'm I, I'm holding on to a miracle, um, but it really um, forced me to come to face to face with the harsh reality of of our situation, and um, continue to be in counseling. Um, we're in a more stable place now, um, learning how to share time with Cohen and, um, and me not having to be at work allowed margin for me to, um, really kind of be there and fill in any gaps and stuff. And I've been grateful for that. There's a lot of kind of deferred life maintenance that I was able to dive into both physical life maintenance, house, work in the yard, things like that, you know, that I just, um, just different, you know, reality. Um, and then, and then just, you know, the space of not having to worry about work, allowed me to, uh, I feel uh, in the midst of probably, not probably, the hardest thing I've ever gone through, I didn't, I felt like I was able to absorb the blows, Mm -hmm. you know, more than if I was having to juggle so much more. So uh, I guess the next question is then, um,
2: what's happening now? (laughs) Um, I don't know know how to address the the elephant in the room, but it's here. So what's up with marriage? The the heartbreaking
1: news is that um, a divorce is in motion. Okay. Um, And, you know, I've been gone three months, and we had kind of eyeballed. I I needed space. I needed to work on things. I needed to figure out, you know, what's going on with my family. And, and, And I knew that as things started to clarify and move forward, and this whole healing and the tangible process of all this stuff is not short, you know, and I can't, I can't be gone. Two years. Two years. Right. (laughs) Right. And be like, Hey, I'm normal again. You know, I'm happy and healthy. And, and three months, like I, I found myself, I found things in me turning like, like, Mm -hmm. like looking forward, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, my plan right now, um, like I've just been coming around the office like three, four days a week for like three, four hours. And I've been working with the team on some some next stuff and some magazine stuff and some stuff that's like really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. And I found myself at a point in my absence that I was looking for, I want that. Now, I'm not doing that like as a distraction. I mean, the reality of our – the personal side is that with things still, you know, moving toward that that – end point. There's just so much still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's I'm just not a point. I mean, I'm still figuring out yeah. why and what happened and right. what next and what now and all that stuff. And it's not the time to talk about it, but, but honestly, like I want to one day, yeah. you know, like one day I would, this is happening. It's not just happening to us. It's happening to a whole lot of people and we need to talk about it. Right. And in the midst of the storm, I just know it isn't the time to talk about it because I, yeah, it hasn't settled for me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that personally, like the way that people have been praying for me. I mean, man, I just I I largely stayed off Twitter. I mean, it wasn't like I, you know, it was like I'm off social media. But I mean, I just found myself not interested. Much lower profile, and 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 when I would look at Twitter, like the The replies I was mm-hmm. getting were, were were just people saying they're praying for yeah. me and my family and for Maya right. and for Cohen and, you, and like that meant so much it means so much like this morning yeah. I woke up to three new tweets of people yeah. just saying, Hey I, yeah. God's put you on my heart and yeah. um that has been amazing mm-hmm. and and to realize we're not walking through this alone mm-hmm. um is has been yeah. huge for us um and uh it's really hard this whole thing is really really hard and i have absolutely felt god's hand of grace on on cohen yeah. and um and there's peace in the midst of the storm mm-hmm. uh, and that's the weird thing
2: yeah and i feel like the the resounding thing that i continue to hear is you know people love you people love maya people are praying for you people are praying for the family and and additionally, you know, there's questions. How, how does this happen? Where does this go? Where, what? How? How do you? You know, why do you keep fighting all these kinds of things? And and I feel like to those people that are asking those questions, I, I'm glad you're asking those questions. I think that it's the right dialogue for us to be having. I'm and I, I'm glad you're not trying to answer them right now for us because you're in the midst of it. But in time, you you will begin to emerge from that, and then. We'll start answering those questions together and doing the best we can to sort through this because this is not just you all. Like we're lying if we think that this is not happening over and over and over again within two great people who started out the right way, who love Jesus, and now you're figuring this
1: part of it out. Like, yeah, nobody, sorry. nobody signed up for this. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't get it. No, yeah, and 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 just the last six months of the clarity that understanding and that I've gained and. Mm-hmm and how God's changed me and my heart, like, I can't imagine six months from now. And so it's like, that, yeah, it's not the time mm-hmm. to say, like, well, I have it figured out, and this is what happened, and this is why I did it. I mean, because it's just, like, layers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're still being peeled, peeled back. Yeah. At the same time, Come there's on. only so many days that it's healthy to sit on a couch and watch out,
2: Well you know? Yeah yeah. And also to be car I mean, like everybody else in the world who has to deal with this yeah. has to go back to their job on Monday. Right. Like nobody gets to take a big long gets to do this. sabbatical and there's a point where you gotta just start cranking out the widgets again. Like yeah. life must continue and you gotta figure out how to live within this balance of work and work pressure. This is part of the healing is how yeah. do I right. how do I lead a team? How do I create a magazine? Do right. I, this is this is all this is all part I, of it. I, I
1: mean I realized I had Work, quote unquote, wasn't like it wasn't like I was working sixty hours a week and Mm -hmm. I you know couldn't turn off and was workaholic. It wasn't that. I had to walk Mm -hmm. away and break an addiction. I didn't like going to work rehab or something Mm -hmm. on the sabbatical. But but having a team rally around me and say we will absorb your load because we care about you. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. When you're going through what I've been going through and Mm -hmm. you feel abandoned in some respects Mm -hmm. or whatever alone to have a team stand with you and like hold your arms out for you holy cow
2: yeah yeah and not to say like abandoned by maya or something but just kind of in this weird in-between space yeah the
1: life that i had or thought i had is just all of a sudden gone yeah you know that that's what i mean it's like all of a sudden one day you wake up and it's like what you know so you know, for some people, having to stay at work and keeping routine in the midst of painfulness at home, you know, like I, you know, maybe that's, for me it was it was um, it was helpful to walk away, and I'm I don't take it for granted that um, that the, that this team, this company, was at a place where I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the three months is more than not more than enough time, but I mean. I don't want to overstay my well, my yeah you know overleave and, your yeah. absence yeah. yeah and I'm I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready and 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 coming back I'm not going to come back into the same job that's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing the company did well while I was gone and um I don't want to mess up what's mm-hmm. working and so I'm kind of reinserting myself in in new ways of kind of like forward looking stuff and that's really how I'm wired mm-hmm. and so you know it'll help me come alive in in areas that were dormant not just mm-hmm. during the sabbatical but even prior to the sabbatical when i was focused on maintaining and not mm-hmm. you know innovating and yeah. so i'm yeah. ex- i'm excited about that aspects of this next season and not having to come back 40 hours a week i can still pick up going from preschool and all that yeah. kind of stuff you know yeah. so
2: it's good well uh, as we're thinking about Forward-thinking stuff. Just one more question. Um, you've had some pretty disparaging remarks about candy talk, yet it has been largely uh, requested. People want it. Can you make a commitment? So right here's now? the thing:
1: people don't know what they want. They don't realize they that want less candy is more, Cameron. They want candy. They can't. Me and Jesse. This is the only thing we've See, ever done. So, so I feel like candy talk is like cronuts. It's a wonderful, legendary, probably. Mind melting, delicious experience, but you don't want to only eat cronuts or eat cronuts every day. Like, can we agree? Just gentleman's agreement, right now? A quarterly candy talk. A quarterly candy talk sounds great to me. God almighty, this is a great conversation. But that's the less is more. I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't tell you how to kill it. I said just like let's keep people wanting more.
2: So we're thinking maybe a Valentine's Day edition.
1: Oh well, of course you'd have to have
5: a Valentine's uh, Day edition.
2: Well, how about that, Cameron? Thanks for chit chatting. Those of you that are listening, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, Eddie.